Good. Let's begin. This is Escapades of Fear and we are here with Libby and tonight we will be talking about Alice. Tell us about yourself Libby. So I'm Libby, I'm a university student with East 15. Um, I'm also a freelance writer and producer in my spare time and I am a massive scaredy cat. <laughs> so perfect for this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah that episode had me shivering. There's a bit where there's a whisper <laughs> and I felt my neck just just start cringing oh and I just oh it really yeah made me tingle that is great I'm glad to hear that so some questions for you I'm going to ask you what do you think happened to Alice I turn around to push the emergency button in the lift my heart is pulled up into my throat I think in my head because I tried to rationalize it so I wasn't terrified mm. um I was like she's either on a really bad trip or I don't know if it was her reckoning for doing something to Miss Patrick. It was just... Like her cheekbones might snap, and then her nose, and then her neck. It sounded murderous when she was talking about her, how frail she was and how sick she was. Mm. And if anything, it sounded to me like, in her mind, she had decided to kill Mrs. Patrick. And then, as she stepped into the lift, there was this kind of otherworldly experience where she kind of got her reckoning. It sounded like hell, the mud and the worms. Mm. The floor feels different, like I'm squelching in shallow mud. It feels like tiny little worms are forcing their way between my toes. Oh my god, that, yeah, that made my feet grit. Like I had in my shoes, I genuinely <laughs> scrunched up my feet because I. I could almost feel there were like worms in there and it was so gross. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think perhaps it could be like a supernatural paranormal experience or maybe psychosis from the fact that she's decided to kill someone and now she's going a little bit insane. So you think it's more in her own head than in... I would say 50-50 between spiritual and in her own head. I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a skeptic about that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm. So the way the podcast made you feel, has it reminded you of any experiences that you've had before? I mean, yeah, situations where I've been like deeply uncomfortable, that kind of squirming, that doesn't happen very naturally to me. Like I'm, I can usually laugh most things off because we heal the world with comedy, but there was something about just the voice and the way that there were whispers and sounds in the background that made me feel, yeah, very unnerved and I almost had kind of physical reactions at points, especially, you know, with my feet scrunching up mm. and my neck and the way that the audio was as well, it was like there was a breath behind me at all times. And yeah, that was very, I wouldn't say go too much to say as it was like, like frightening as if I was going to scream, but I was definitely anxious as hell. Great. Okay. Um, and do you have any scary experiences that you'd like to share with us? I mean, all. I have a current one that I'm still not sure on. So I am convinced there is some kind of presence in my house. So when I get stressed, I do tend to kind of overthink things a lot. But like October, November time last year, um, there was like a mouse sound in my room scuttling all the time. And it kind of grew into like scratching. Um, I thought it was under my floorboards. I got rid of that theory. I, you know, I, I looked, there was nothing there. And recently it's come back and I can't tell if it's in the ceiling 
or if it's something else because I've noticed weird things happening in my room and sometimes at night if I think about it too much I feel very heavy like something's weighing on me mm. and I had an art installation up that was like a hanging piece that I'd made for one of my projects and bits of it started spinning and falling off on its own. Get um, some sage. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know if I believe in ghosts necessarily but I definitely believe in things like spirits and energies and yeah something about my room at night i don't like opening my eyes because i'm convinced i'll see something that mm. something actually is there so would you say your biggest fear is like negative entities and spirits or? um i mean for me it's spiders i have me. the worst arachnophobia spiders is pretty bad i think the dark as well i was always scared of the dark as a kid and kind of growing up i always had like things like glow in the dark stars in my room so i, I could always see my room but pitch black when you can't see your hand in front of your face, something about that sets me right on edge and I am immediately like properly frightened. Like mm. something is going to get me. And yeah. I think if I'd listened to this episode in the pitch black, I would have been a lot, yeah, I think it would have <laughs> affected me a lot more. So I, I definitely would recommend listening to it in the dark. Yes, fully immerse yourself, yes. What would you have done in Alice's position? I mean, in a general life sense, I think I would have quit my job. She did not like working there. The people I work with are infuriating. The patients are demanding. The place stinks of bleach. Then a uniform makes me itch. But other than that, in terms of getting in the lift and then just being overtaken almost, I think I would have stayed still. I don't think I would have moved. I think in a lot of situations especially in horror films the worst thing you can do is walk towards the scary noise and they always do and they always do you <laughs> you can turn to out you can walk out the door of the, of the haunted house you don't have to stay in there and i think i would kind of I, I i would convince myself it was in my head and i would sit down or or just stay where i was and just wait either that or like find a sense that I can focus on. So either if it's like a sound, if I can make my own sounds and try and focus on that, or if I can feel something and make sure I feel it and know it's real, mm. that would definitely help. But yeah, I don't think I would have moved. Yeah, and leading on from that, obviously in a situation like that, you use your senses mm. to feel what's around you. But if you could only have one for the rest of your life, which one would you have to pick? Oh, this is difficult. Mm. I would rule out touch because I don't really need that at the end of the day. Like, you don't need to feel things. I don't need yeah. to feel things. <laughs> um, I'd say smell because that doesn't do a lot for me in day to day life. I know, like, your smell is linked to your taste, which is a massive thing for me because um, I love to cook. But I would say, in terms of pure taste as a sense, I would keep that and get rid of smell. But then obviously sight and sound are so important. Yeah. And I don't know if I would be able to sacrifice those mm -hmm. at all. I mean, maybe sound over sight. We'll get rid of sound. Or I would keep it. sound. You'd keep sound. Maybe just because you can kind of learn to see with sound. Mm. Though that could only be like those whales that do the thing. I would. Yeah. <laughs> and I would keep sound. Um, Cause there's a, there's a horror film actually where 
it's a woman and she's living in the woods and she's deaf. Oh my God, I've seen that. But yeah, she's in the house and she has no idea what's going on outside. And this guy's just like, I can use this. Yeah. For her weakness. And there's like a like a light instead of a, a sound alarm. Yeah. And I never even knew that existed until I watched that movie. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So whilst listening to the story, what part stood out the most to you? Scared you the most? I think it had to be, weirdly, the things that she wasn't saying. The things that you could hear that weren't her voice. It wasn't the story, it was kind of not the sound effects, I guess. Mm. But like the, the breathing and oh, yeah. things like that. I don't know why, but hearing a breath behind me was so startling because I was not sure if that was in my headphones. Yeah, it's really trippy. It was very surreal. And um, I think in terms of immersiveness, yeah, that really captured me. Mm. Um, That's why headphones are so important. Yeah, you have to watch this with headphones, guys. But it's, oh my goodness, it it really like sent a chill down my spine. Yeah. And I think if anything, that any person in any situation, I think especially for women, mm. having that kind of idea of someone's behind you is terrifying, like really terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's the unknown, it's the feeling of like vulnerability mm. in the moment. And yeah, there's something about that being followed, someone being close to you and you don't know what it is. Yeah, it is terrifying. I think, especially obviously with everything that's going on with women at the moment, everyone's quite hyper aware of it, but I think just naturally as women, you, you're already aware that if you hear breathing that close to you, you are done. <laughs> yeah, that is the end. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not doing well for yourself there. Yeah. But I think, I think that's what affected me most. Mm-hmm. And I think also being led down that kind of, that path that she was on when she was running and she, you know that she could hear it as well. Mm-hmm. And saying, she was saying, you know, I can't see them, but they can see me. Yeah, and it was repeated. Who's they? Yeah, you know, there was that kind of who are that she knows that someone's there. Was that like the devil? Was that um, like a demon? Was that her conscience? Was it just a pedophile? Like, <laughs> who knows? I mean, at that point, they're all the same thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it's really creepy. Thinking about it now is making me cringe again. It's all the old woman. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Did she get out the bed? Is she behind you right now? Oh my, oh god, I hope not. Yeah, she could tell that Alice was gonna kill her and then instead just flipped it. Oh. Interesting take. Yes. So did you feel any connection to Alice? Um, weirdly, yeah. I think especially when she was kind of going on about the environment around her and looking at people that are sick there's that kind of everyone has those weird dark thoughts. I mean, I hope everyone does. I'm saying on the podcast now and I'm probably going to sound crazy, but everyone has that like, but those like impulsive thoughts, intrusive yes. thoughts, that's it. I think it's the call of the void as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and that kind of like, you know, she's so frail that could, her bones could just snap. And it's not that you want to snap them, but you know they could. And it's that just intrusiveness of like, this you could crush this person. Like, this could happen. This person could be dead. And it's it's frightening that your own mind can do that and kind of think those things even though that you know consciously you're not going to hurt an old lady yeah i definitely i think that was a good in terms of connection like mm-hmm. almost like shamefully i was like yeah i would have thought that as well <laughs> relatable yeah 
I think we all have those moments. I think that's what makes us human though is that ability to be able to not be impulsive and intrusive and think you know control yourself there's that kind of humanity of i'm not going to kill a person i could but i won't yeah something i noticed as well that i thought was really interesting is like the role of women within horror is typically to be like oh no i'm really scared mm. but there was something so different about alice that made it so interesting because there is such a stereotype and I get so bored of that in things like horror because it's oh no she's scared she's gonna die you know she's gonna die she's the woman in the movie but the way that Alice came in and, and introduced herself into the story as somebody that was already kind of disturbed that was a really nice twist because you can't tell you can't tell if she's done something you can't tell if it's in her head you can't tell if she's being haunted I feel like it's the typical role to make the woman I think you could say the cheerleader mm. the one that dies first the one that's so incredibly stupid why is this cupboard shaking i'm just gonna open it let me just open it real quick women have better survival instincts than that they wouldn't even go in the scary house see that's the thing you put someone in a real life situation you wouldn't go near it no if you have any brains if it's if something is in daylight or it's well lit mm. we automatically think we're safe <laughs> Because we're in a daylight setting and no one ever gets hurt in daylight settings. No, but I no think... No one ever gets killed in the day. <laughs> yeah. I think that has a lot to do with your senses though, because if you can see it, you trust it mm -hmm. a lot more. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's why I think I really don't like the dark. It's because I can't see it, I can't trust it. Like, absolutely not. Oh, I'm going to sleep tonight very well. <laughs> and if anyone enjoyed listening to me ramble, you can listen to more ramble on my podcast a wild ride which airs every friday at 3 p.m currently got an episode out called dino raw and it's about nature i guess in a sense and animals and the world and what the hell i think about it so come and have a watch if you want this has been about alice thank you for joining us tonight share your thoughts with us on our instagram and twitter at escapades of fear and we'll be back next week with Murphy. Here's a sneak preview.